my personal opinion is it's it's very important to stay strongly connected to the university, even if it's not maybe relevant to your first role out of school. Ultimately, that alumni network will be one of the most powerful networks that you can have over the course of a career. Select CT. What is going on, planet Earth? This is the Select CT Podcast, where we talk about the digital media industry in Connecticut. I'm David DeRoche. I run the podcast program at Quinnipiac University. And this podcast is a production of Digital Media CT in partnership with Quinnipiac, the University of Connecticut, and the Connecticut Office of Film, Television, and Digital Media. This is our second season of the Select CT Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to talk about something that's really near and dear to my heart, and that's community engagement. Of course, that's a pretty vague term, and it might mean a lot of different things for different people. But for this conversation, we're going to talk about community engagement within the digital media space and how that engagement manifests itself outside of the digital world. And here to break this stuff down for me and you is John Winkle. He's the CEO of the Stanford Partnership, and he's also the founder and director of Stanford Innovation Week. John, welcome to Select CT. Oh, welcome. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. We're excited to have you. So, John, when I was researching this podcast episode, I figured I'd Google community engagement because why not? Isn't that where so many podcasts begin with Googling a term? And I wanted to see what the interwebs had to say about it. And surprisingly, the definition that got returned to the top of my search was from the CDC. Well, maybe it's not surprisingly given the pandemic. But anyway, the definition is pretty interesting. And I just want to read it off now. It actually comes from a 1997 publication published by the CDC, which obviously is the Centers for Disease Control. Uh, it was funded by a bunch of federal agencies, different federal agencies in the health um, um, uh, arena, and it was commissioned because they recognized the need for an entire community to be involved to identify health concerns and interventions. Now, obviously, community involvement for those reasons, that's not a topic for us, but the definition they came up with, I think, is still relevant, and it reads, community engagement is the process of working collaboratively with and through groups of people affiliated by geographic proximity special interest, or similar situations to address issues affecting the well-being of those people. And it goes on to you know, describe how it's a powerful vehicle for bringing about environmental and behavioral changes, and it involves partnerships and coalitions and mobilization of resources, et cetera, et cetera. So you know, certainly a pretty broad definition that is really talking about how people work together to build a community. So John, you have a background in digital marketing and business development. You're now with um, the Stanford Partnership. So that's kind of exactly what you guys are doing in Stanford is trying to build community through these different kinds of partnerships. So can you tell us about how those values that I just described uh, from the CDC definition, how they sort of play out in the digital space? What does that sort of look like? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, even just circling back to the definition, I think there's sort of two sequential things that that matter in, in community engagement. You know, the definition is talking about working with and through, you know, partners and stakeholders, and, and that absolutely is a piece of it. But there's a pretty significant and, and necessary phase that happens before that, which is the identification and the outreach and the planning and, and a lot of things that matter in the digital world as well. Um, and so I would I would say like, their, their definition is I would call like community collaboration and then, and then community engagement is, is actually a, a bunch of tools and tactics and, and processes that, that happen before you're in those in that collaboration phase. So I, I would sort of shift the definition a little bit for, for what I'm going to offer here um, and then slide back to your conversation on digital you know tools and tactics, the virtual world, the COVID world. Sure. You know what, what it, how can you do it? You know, why is it different now? I guess are the couple things to pluck out of that. 
um, you know, I mean, for the last 18 months, I mean, everyone has been pretty much exclusively online until recently. And so, you know, everyone has faced the question, regardless of your institution, you know, it could be a, a corporation, a small business, you know, or a, a community development nonprofit, you know, how do you find your audience and, and how do you engage them online? Um, I, I, I suspect that if you polled people, like nobody would be happy with um, exactly how they how they did this in the pandemic. Um, you, you know, it's, we're a society that has people that are digital native and, and they can use any app and any device easily. And we have people, and it's not just age-based, uh, you know, that there's a learning curve in the pandemic. So, you know, if 30% of your audience is, is you know, can't use your platform for whatever reason, um, and it's also economic, right, that they have internet access and a reliable device and all of that, um, you know, you're, you're in trouble and you're scrambling and, and how do you uh, touch those people? So, um, you know, I would, thinking about like this in an exercise format, it's, you know, who, who is your audience and where are they? Um, the only way I think to answer that question is to ask them and, and to have a focus group, you know, online or in person. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't like surveys and polls and, and anything sort of virtual or digital to understand this. I think if it's, if it's in the virtual world, it's gotta be a zoom if, you know, and, and obviously the presence is physical to sit someone down and, and do a drill down because it says, Oh, you know, uh, what are, what are some of the things that are on your mind today? You know, thinking of how am I going to serve this person as a community member? And they tell you a couple things. Well, you know, it's, uh, you know, my company's a little bit shaky or, or whatever. And, and then, you know, you need the drill down and say, Oh, tell me a little more about that. And it says, Oh, well, you know, we're, we're shifting some workforce remote and I actually like being in an office and, you know, I think I'm thinking about, you know, maybe moving or something like that. And you compile enough of those conversations. And, and if you're, you know, sophisticated enough of an organization, you could deputize, you know, a handful of people to also go and collect those interviews. And then you can say, okay, yeah, here's, here's where our community is shifting. We've had those conversations, we've drilled down on the questions and the ideas that they've offered us. And, and now we have sort of something actionable that we can implement or use to shift our strategy. Um, and, you know, with, with that information, you know, maybe you, um, you go from, you know, like webinars that are one-sided sharing information, you hear that people are feeling disconnected. So you move to interactive Zooms. You know, may, may you hear that, uh, people have heard, have had enough, you know, panels and speakers, they want workshops and how to, because they want to build up their skill set. So, you know, when there's a, and I'm probably forgetting 25 steps along the way, but you know, that's generally how I, I look at it is like a se sequential planning process. Um, and if we want to get into specific, you know, tactics and, and techniques, I could certainly use ourselves as a case study or just think about that for a minute. But that's sort of the broad, the broad way I'd be thinking about that. Okay, no, that makes a lot of sense. So and it definitely makes sense in terms of companies or organizations trying to figure out, um, you know, what their clientele or what their audience wants to hear or how they want to see things sort of move forward. I'm wondering uh, from an individual level though, so say, say I'm a college student and I recently graduated and, you know, when I'm in college, I am part of the university community, right? I'm going to, you know, the dining hall, I'm spending time with my classmates and my professors. Uh, but once I graduate, I sort of am removed immediately from that community. Um, you know, I could involve myself in other ways, but I think maybe some students kind of get disconnected from that community. 
what sort of steps do you think they can take as individuals, you know, fresh into the world to, to try to either integrate themselves into a new community, right? Um, engage in a new community in a new kind of way, build a presence, try to improve things that they might see wrong, or um, should, you know, depending on what they want to do, you know, reintegrate themselves in the university community that they just left somehow. What are some steps, some practical steps that you think university students can take to, to engage in new communities um, that uh, they're fresh to or to sort of reintegrate themselves in the university communities they just left? I think both are, are equally important um, and, and very important individually. I mean, let's, let's just take it sequentially and start with like the university side. So you're graduating. Uh, you know, my personal opinion is it's, it's very important to stay strongly connected to the university, uh, even if it's not maybe relevant to your first role out of school. Uh, ultimately, that alumni network will be one of the most powerful networks, you know, that you can have over the course of a career. You know, so maybe you go work for a corporation and, uh, you know, no one that you, you went to school with or room with or whatever it was is sort of, you know, relevant to that job. But then from that job, you go and you start a startup and lo and behold, one of your schoolmates, you know, is, is working in venture capital and now it really matters. And so if you're reaching out to that person for the first time three years later, uh, you know, it's not really sincere and you're not going to have the same dynamic as if you stayed engaged, as if you went to alumni events. Um, you know, most schools now are doing both in-person and virtual alumni events. They have alumni platforms. They have Facebook groups. Uh, staying engaged at a low level is easy and not very time consuming, uh, but it's easy to not prioritize that and to not do that. I would actually set up a recurring, you know, calendar event, like maybe once a month that just says like, hey, pop into the university ecosystem. You know, maybe it's the Facebook group. Maybe you set up a, a virtual, you know, coffee or, or if you're local still, you could see somebody. But I, I just think it's absolutely critically important and particularly you know, for the, for the people you're closest with, if you move away or, you know, you all get busy out of school, it's, it's such an easy thing to not do it, but it, it's very, very important. Um, you know, from a digital and virtual perspective, I, I do think it's important for universities to offer these platforms by design for their, their student bodies. So, you know, something where you can subscribe to interest-based and theme-based, um, you know, categories that matter to you, you know, post-graduation and then, you know, you can sort of chat with people, you can look at profiles, you know, people can send you messages, hey, I saw you're working at, you know, blank, um, you know, I'm working on this other project over here, you know, love to connect with you five or 10 minutes. And um, you'd be surprised how willing people are to respond and help out. Um, so that would be the university side of it to me, you know, on the community side, it, it's important, you know, well before you graduate, you know, but even more important when you do. Uh, is, is to develop, you know, a strong personal brand, um, you know, and, and leverage that and develop that and be mindful and purposeful about that, you know, over a long period of time. Um, you know, like think having, you know, something like having a snappy, you know, LinkedIn picture and a, well, and a thoughtful profile, um, you know, thinking about your, your digital virtual self, you know, online and how that looks, uh, is really important. And, you know, your, your next thing that you do after your current job matters for that, your people that surround you at your company matter to that. And so, you know, I believe in, in having a highly curated, you know, digital persona, you know, mirror of, of the actual physical person, um, you know, getting, getting, so, you know, you're thinking about your personal brand, you're working on it, you're being mindful of, of connecting with people, you know, how do you get integrated into that new community? 
I think you, you know one of the one of the easiest thing, things is is to just ask, and people sort of overcomplicate it and forget to start there. Is you know go to go to a cafe or or go to a you know happy hour that is populated by the community that you're in or you want to be in. Just say, hey, you know, what are some of the cool events? What are some of the cool programs? You know, who's doing some some interesting events around here? And you're, you know, it's better than Googling because not everything is, is you know, readily available, you know, when you Google search it. So you might hear, oh, yeah, there's this sort of tech happy hour, you know, once a month. You really should be there. And then, boom, like now you, you're you're in. And then from that event, it sort of becomes a bit of a spider web where, oh, yeah, and if if you're interested in, you know, like, like Python and the more technical side, go here. If you are interested in the venture side, go there. If you're interested in startup founder, you know, path, go there. And, and so the, I'll call it like hand-to-hand combat of, of going person to person, I think is the best and most important. And you're picking up relationships along the way as you do that. Then, then there's the, the online component of it, which um, you know, is also, is also good. I mean, meetups and, and Facebook events or, um, you know, different pop-up events, fi- you know, finding those, those uh, email subscriptions and Instagram accounts and just, you know, who's, who's doing things locally. Um, and even if it's online, it, it, you'd be surprised what you can get by asking. So, you know, you see someone who may, maybe is local, let's say you're on the event, you're on the uh, startup side, you see someone just raise a series A, you know, something significant, you know, above a million dollars, say, hey, hey, I'd love to grab a coffee with you or just, um, you know, hey, you know, what are some of the events or, or the programs locally you think would be good for someone who, you know, wants to be in their series A in, in 12 months or, or 24 months. And, uh, you know, most people, they love paying it forward, especially in that community. And, and they're going to answer it as honestly as they can. Right. No, it seems like a lot of common sense stuff. I feel like that transcends, you know, what we're talking about, right? Just network, get out there, meet people, you see opportunities, pursue them. Uh, and it, and I think all those things sort of fall into the personal, uh, interpersonal skills category, right? How do you relate to people? How do you, um, you know, keep relationships, maintain relationships and stuff like that? I imagine for some college students, like when I think back on uh, myself personally, when I was in college and, and leaving, you know, I felt really passionately about, you know, different causes. And, you know, I imagine if I had an online presence that was um, reflective of my causes at the time, you know, looking back, I, you know, I, I, part of me would be proud, but part of me might not be so proud, right? Because, you know, I, maybe my views have changed significantly and maybe, you know, I would look back and say, oh, geez, I, I was really saying that kind of stuff. So I imagine for some college students who feel really passionately about something, especially today, right? We have all different kinds of um, activist movements, um, young people being very passionate, you know, a lot of uh, politically divisive things happening all around us. I imagine for young people trying to make a difference and trying to engage in a community, but also feeling, you know, very driven and very passionate about their cause. Uh, I wonder, you know, how, what advice you would have for them to A, actually, you know, make an impact and maybe change some minds, but B, also be proud of, of their presence now, even maybe 10, 20 years into the future. Uh, and I imagine that's not an easy feat, but you know, what kind of advice would you give for those to kind of students? Sure. You don't, you don't want to look back on your life and, and feel like you did nothing in a, in an inflection point that mattered to you. I mean, it's, you know, I think like society over the last few years, you know, several years has become sort of more accepting of the whole person in the workplace um, where, you know, you, you had like this sort of suit and tie mentality, you know, 10, 20 years ago 
where it was like zero political talk is allowed in the workplace, like show up to work, shut your mouth, do, do your work right. and, and, and go home. And like, we really don't want to be bothered by, you know, your opinions or your extracurriculars. And, you know, I think that that world is definitely gone. And so then it's a question of, you know, how, how far can you go, you know, online and it's, it still be appropriate. And I think sort of if the trend continues, I mean, every year, you know, you can, you can share a little bit more of sort of your, your honest self that's, that's below your work self, you know, at work and, and through your engagements, you know, online and people are more accepting of it. So it, you know, if, you do have to be careful. I am not giving a broad stroke of endorsement of just say whatever you want, whenever you want, because sure. we all know like that can get you in trouble. Oh yeah. But you know, if you, if you pick a cause that it, that is not sort of, you know, overtly, um, you know, ch- challenging or, or, um, you know, frightening, let's say, cause I mean, the, the, it's out there. Like I think being, being loud and being passionate about that, it, it, people appreciate that and they respect that. And you'll, you know, you'll see more of that now than ever before where, you know, you, you could see like someone, I'll just go back to the LinkedIn profile example. Like, Hey, you know, I, uh, you know, I work at a, in sales at a tech startup and, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about, you know, uh, equality in the workplace and and talking about sort of why it's not being done right and how it can be done better and you know maybe showing some some events that you've been to along those lines and some you know posts that you've published and under your own brand or maybe you know in a, in a group somewhere um i think having that voice at this point in the in time uh sets you apart and and has people helps people understand that you are a real and whole person um, and not just, you know, a, a worker be, you know, in a company somewhere and, uh, and they like and appreciate it. And so I would, I would encourage that, you know, and within reason and defining within reason is, is really up to the individual because there's so many different unique ways that could play out. Absolutely. And, you know, talking about uh, the skills, you know, you mentioned earlier, the skills relevant, uh, you know, for a student, you know, trying to build community online. Uh, you know, certainly the online curation of your personal brand is right up there. And I wonder, you know, in, in that sense, because it, it seems, it almost seems like when you look at online communities that they're just these, you know, thousands and thousands of very niche fragmented communities where people are hyper individualistic and then they find other individuals who are hyper individualistic around the same kind of issues. So I'm, I'm wondering if you see any kind of, um, um, movement away from that or movement toward more inclusive community? Because it does seem like communities that are being built are increasingly, you know, partisan. They're just, they, they really don't want anybody in that community who just disagrees with them. You know, do you see any sort of movement out of that or, and toward more inclusive communities? And to what extent do you think young people are driving any of that conversation? Demographically inclusive, absolutely. And young people are the owners of, of that and the drivers of that you know, politically inclusive, I, I think we're probably still going in the wrong direction. Yeah, or, sadly, right? I mean, I mean, like, I don't know if we're going in the wrong direction, but we, we are in, we are sort of, sta- I guess the way I would say it is we are stagnant in a bad place right, now. Right, Um, Where, you know, there the, the trend is maybe not polarizing as much or, or more at this time, but is still highly polarized. Um you know, and again, to, to your question, it's, 
you know, it's, it's the next generation. It's the people who are, you know, 16, 18, you know, 11, 12, you know, 20, like in that sort of sprinkled amongst that group are, are going to be the generation that, that has to uh, either live with that problem or solve it. Um, and you know, the, the people who are sort of already polarized today, you know, are probably not moving. There's a, there's sort of a heat map graphic. I encourage everybody to find it. If you, if you think this topic is interesting, where it sort of shows over the last hundred years, how the votes of Congress have played out, um, where, you know, how many uh, liberal electeds have voted for conservative policies and vice versa. And it sort of shows in a hundred years ago, I may be off by maybe it's 150, maybe it's 75. I, I don't know, but it starts mm-hmm. out as a fairly purple uh, exercise. And then by the time you get to about 15 or 20 years ago, uh, it's completely red and blue, zero Oof. compromise, zero, zero votes crossing. Um, and, uh, and that's depressing. Me. <laughs> right? so depressing. I mean, that's depressing because, you know, ultimately when we do talk about community engagement, which is the core of this conversation, we are talking about that piece of it, right? How do we all come together to make society better? And in order to do that, you have to involve politicians. Those are ones who are making those policy level decisions. So I'm just wondering for recent college grads, maybe they don't have any idea where to start. Now, we t- kind of talked about this earlier. Um, maybe they, they're not in a community that they really want to integrate themselves into, or maybe they don't really feel like they they were ever connected to their university community. For a student who might be just sort of lost, <laughs> for lack of a better word, in terms of where they fit in, how do you recommend they try to get connected to try to help build a sense of community or be a, a part of a community and engage in a community that maybe they haven't found yet? Where, where should they start? I mean, like Meetup is probably one of the best places to go if if you live in a metropolitan of enough area where where there are you know meetups going on. I mean, it's just a website, meetup.com is what I'm referring to. And, um, you know, Eventbrite is getting pretty good at, at sort of compiling and sharing events thematically uh, where you can set up a profile and find them that way. Uh, I mean, nothing nothing beats the outreach, you, you know, person to person. Um, I would say like, let's say you go to school in, in stores and you're moving to uh, Atlanta, you know, tap, tap that alumni network, you know, find you know, find someone at Yukon who's down there. If you go to Western or Southern or, or Quinnipiac, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's, you know, find some alumni down there and, um, I can pretty much speak for them, <laughs> even though I don't know who we'll be talking to that, you know, they'd be happy to get you set up. I mean, that's, that's what alumni networks are for. Um, and then, you know, through, through the workplace, you know, it's scary when you move and, and you're disconnected, you're, you're floating freely. I've been through it multiple times. Um, you know, through work, you make friends and you settle in and, you know, if you leverage that alumni network and you find some, some cool groups or some meetups online, you know, after 90 days, you'll sort of, you'll forget that you ever were untethered when you got there. Um, and so, you know, those are just some high level things, but, and, you know, I would say, you know, have, have a plan and follow it, right? Like if you get there and it's intimidating, you know, maybe you're like, I don't know anybody, I can't go out like sort of going out is the first step. You have to do that before you know anybody. So, um, you know, just, just those, those little things, but that's, you know, those are some of the first steps I would, I would take. And, um, you know, after a few months, it's like you're settled in. It's like it never happened. Right. And, and, you know, as we, as we near the end, hopefully of this pandemic, uh, hopefully those opportunities to get out in the physical space will just be, uh, will increase and more and more people will feel comfortable doing that. So, 
Great advice. Get out there, meet some people and network, make some communities. Thanks so much, John Winkle, for joining me today to talk about using digital media and building community. John, thanks for joining us on Select CT. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Have a good economic and social recovery from COVID, everybody. (laughs) Thanks, John. (laughs) Take it easy. Select CT is a podcast production of Digital Media CT in partnership with Quinnipiac University, the University of Connecticut, and the Connecticut Office of Film, Television, and Digital Media. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Digital Media CT. That's Digital Media underscore CT. Tell us what you think about our show. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow me on Twitter at Saving EJ. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other apps. If you want to learn more about the digital media landscape in Connecticut, you can visit digitalmediact.com. The producer of Select TT is Justin Matley. Matt Warwood is our executive producer. Our marketing coordinator is Marvin Lewis. I'm David Roche. Thanks for listening. Now get out there and make some media.